podcast I want to talk about the concept of parentification Um, this is gonna be the second part of the uh, dysfunctional family series and so let's get right into it so what is parentification so parentification occurs when a child is regularly expected to provide their adult parents with support that could be emotional support physical support financial support mental support rather than receiving that support themselves so it's basically like having the roles reversed because a child now has to assume adult responsibilities at a very young age or is basically trained into becoming an adult or or taking on a very um caretaker role during their upbringing so as i reflect on my life i am the eldest of three children for my mom and four for my dad so i have a half brother on my dad's side and sometimes i do wonder if you know, my childhood would have been different growing up if he grew up in the same house as me. Um, Cause he kind of went off at a very young age on his own. And you know, I kind of was left with a lot of responsibility that fell on me as the eldest um, after he was gone. And so it's just um, quite interesting to think back on and wonder if things could have been different but i do want to say that any child can be parentified however this usually ends up happening depending on like the order of of the birth so you know like if you're the eldest child because my brother has left i was the eldest after he left so I basically took up all of the responsibilities and things to do um, around the house. So what are some examples of like what this parentification could look like to give like a better understanding if you're wondering like, how do I know if I was parent, if I was a parentified child, like how would I be able to um, identify that? And I know for me specifically, I remember having to take on quite a lot of responsibility at a young age that would include like, um, cooking, cleaning, you know, doing the laundry, taking care of my sisters, bathing them, getting them tidy, 
clothing them, um, taking up responsibility around the house, having to do the shopping, having to also play chauffeur, like taking my sisters to whatever appointments they might have, like medical or health appointments, or taking them to extracurricular activities, picking them up from extracurricular activities. Um, I even recall having to deal with like workmen that would come to the house, for example, like an, an electrician um, or a plumber, any kind of technician, and like having to like babysit these men or like watch these men who are in the house coming to fix whatever it is that they need to fix. Um, on top of doing all of those responsibilities, sometimes you also end up becoming like your parents' therapist, especially if they are in a very toxic or unhealthy marriage or relationship. There's a lot of emotional trauma that is dumped on you and sometimes you're kind of caught in the middle of their disagreements, you know, because there is always like this competition between them um, of like who can <laughs> who can insult the other person the most, um, which is not always healthy. And so if you identify with anything that I said before, more than likely more than likely you two were a parentified child. And so I know for me, a lot of my healing had to surround understanding why this kind of took place and, you know, why I had to engage in these kind of dynamics. So and so a few reasons why parentification happens is usually like if your parent is um, stuck in survival mode, stuck in fight or flight, on autopilot or like extremely overwhelmed and overworked, more than likely they're gonna try and take off some of this burden and um, find someone else to, to, to pick that up, you know? I think also, you know, they your parents also have like their own generational trauma um, that they may not have been able to work through as you know they're in survival mode so really all they're caring about is just making money and making sure that everything is running smoothly and paying all the bills and doing all of that another reason could be because usually if the parent does not work through their trauma they can be quite emotionally immature and so you might experience that they don't know how to kind of like handle their emotions in a healthy way so they dis disassociate they shut down they withdraw um or they become quite silent i think also you know that kind of behavior it really impacts the way you grow and evolve and deal with decisions um head on i think also a lack of support as i mentioned before if you do have parents who are in an unhealthy relationship or unhealthy marriage you will find that they really should be working as a team as and have a, a partnership but if you if the if the father cannot get support from his wife and if the wife cannot get support from her husband so if the wife and the husband can't get support from each other then you know that that is going to fall on someone else because there's a lack of support. Um, also, you might find if your parents are separated or divorced, that can that can also happen in that kind of dynamic. So there is like an over-reliance on making the eldest child like the second parent, per se. And so 
you know, if you are the eldest child or a parentified child, how does this impact you? Um, you know, of course, it's great for children to learn doing things on their own as we discuss parentification, but like use your discernment. There's obviously a degree to which it's no longer chores and being responsible, you're literally taking on someone else's role. And while responsibility is great and can be beneficial, it can also hinder that child's development. So in exploring that, um, that can play out in many different ways. And I also remember that this was something that I had recently discovered about myself when I had decided to um, start therapy like maybe two or three years ago. I remember my therapist, I think we were discussing like romantic relationships, but this can also play out in other platonic or familial relationships as well. And I remember she had asked me in one of her sessions, like, what are your needs? And it was like the first time I had someone really asking me that. I was just like, what? Like, what do you mean, what are my needs? She's like, what are your needs? for like a romantic relationship. And I had this very like blank stare on my face. Like no one has ever asked me that. I have no idea what that is. I'm very unsure. And then she started to give me like different examples. But basically she was telling me, um, you know, that was my homework. <laughs> I had to go figure out and write a list of what my needs are in a romantic relationship. But I say all of that to get to the point that, you know, usually parentified children are not aware of their own needs because they're spending so much time caring about other people's needs that they don't even have the time to figure out their own needs. Um, they don't even have the time to cater to themselves. So that's definitely um, one way. I think also um, you will learn quickly that your environment is very unstable and very emotionally unsafe. You have all of these emotions as a child that you want to express, but there is no safe space for you to express it. I think also when parentified children grow up, they can also realize that the people who are meant to be their biggest protectors or their biggest caregivers were actually people who ended up, you know, taking advantage of them or using them or burdening them with extra responsibilities that were actually not their responsibilities, which is where boundaries, you know, is really, really important. Um, you know, thinking about it in hindsight, because obviously when you're growing up, you don't, you're not even really aware of all of this. Um, but it's, it's quite a tricky situation to be in, because how do you process that? As the eldest and parentified child, you know, you become invisible, you suppress your own emotions and feelings to be able to stay connected to these people around you. And, you know, sometimes usually you do become quite a bit of a people pleaser and have poor boundaries and an inability to say no because, you know, so many people are codependent on you to get to get things done, which is, you know, you're taking on a lot of things on your a lot of things onto your plate, which is not really for you to do. You're taking on other people's problems. Um, and so I think, you know, parentified children are also very forced to grow up and mature very early. And it's sad because they lose a little bit of their, their childhood where they should be, you know, doing childhood things. I, I remember when I was 
um, going to, I think I was driving down to Chichen Itza to visit um, the landmark here in Mexico. And I remember I was at a stoplight and I saw these little kids like just selling, you know, like fruits and vegetables. And they were like coming up to the car and they were like knocking on the door and trying to sell. And I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> like this is where I this is where it starts, because like these kids should be like jumping on a trampoline, you know, running in the grass, playing in the grass, playing with their toys. They should not be walking the streets trying to sell stuff. And that just made me so sad. But the thing about this is that this takes place not just on a, a lower class level, but even on a higher class level as well. You know, sometimes we do hear about like celebrities and older people having their parents kind of like sell them to do, sell them out to institutions to do work and industries to make money. And so I think it's really, really important that we kind of deal with this kind of coping mechanism and trauma. Um, and so I think that the eldest child can, you know, because of all of this living in an unpredictable environment where they basically become invisible, they also take on the emotions and feelings of other people. They become very... Um, hypervigilant but even though they are hypervigilant at the same time they're completely disconnected from their own bodies their own needs and their own intuition and so before i get into the ways that you can you know heal from this if you've been a parentified child um i want us to look at you know what when you grow up to become an adult that takes these same coping mechanisms into your relationships, what does that look like? Because when you've experienced this in a toxic environment and you're not aware of it, you likely become an adult who doesn't have much self-love. Um, you tend to abandon yourself or to betray yourself. Um, you might end up staying in relationships that are very toxic um, and very abusive or where you get neglected because you grew up in this dysfunction, which for you might feel like it's normal, but it's actually not. It just feels familiar and safe. You can also become an adult with a high risk of like substance abuse and addictions. This can be like you know, drug addiction, sex addiction, drinking addiction. Um, you could become an adult who struggles with low self-worth, you know, low self-esteem. Um, an adult who has poor boundaries. As I said before, you, you can become a people pleaser. I know that's something I personally struggled with and I have shedded a lot of my people pleaser. I am no longer in my people pleaser era, so... Um, in that sense, you become more assertive with yourself and you don't allow people to take advantage of you. Um, on the flip side, an adult who believes that they should do everything on their own, you can also become quite hyper-independent, which is a trauma response. Um, you struggle to uh, trust other people or to like depend on other people because you know no one was really there for you when you needed them and so you kind of just adopted this mentality that okay it's me i can only rely on me i can only 
um, depend on myself. Also, you tend to repress um, your emotions and feelings and you struggle to express this, which can also come out as passive aggression, you know, or intense rage that has been suppressed for years because you have not been able to, you know, exercise your throat chakra and really like speak your truth and share your truth and say no and stand up for yourself all because of um, this dysfunctional um, environment that you were raised in. And so another perspective is that when you are a parentified child, not only does it affect you, but it can also affect your relationship that you have with other siblings. So it can also manifest in this way where essentially it can tarnish the relationships that you have with your siblings. I know for a long time I was playing my sister's mom and, you know, she was just like, yeah, can you be my sister? I don't need you to be my mom. But it, because it had, had been something that was like so instilled in me, um, it's nice to know that now we're like healing our relationship where I can actually be a sister to her and not, not be a mom to her. You know, because sometimes they can grow up being, your younger siblings, that is, can grow up resenting you, you know. Um, because you've taken on more of an authoritative figure role instead of the role that you were supposed to be playing, which is a sister role. Um, I think another thing I notice is that the eldest children actually also deserve to implement boundaries um, and privacy with their siblings, like being able to develop healthy boundaries around your space and being able to tell your siblings no without the shame of you know, being called a bad sister, which is something that I think I struggled with growing up because every time I said like, no, there was like this intense guilt that would follow afterwards. And, you know, it's important to know that forcing friendships with siblings does not work. It's really great to appreciate everyone's differences and to understand that, you know, every child got somewhat a different type of parenting. I talked to my sister about this actually recently over the phone and we're just talking about and it's it's actually so nice to see because I'm 20 I'm 28 turning 29 and my sister is around 19 and so it's so nice to see that she's so mature to really understand this at her age because when I was her age I I had no idea about this but she really understands that you know all of us growing up in the house all had a different experience with our parents and so we really are able to respect that you know when I was the the first child my parents were very strict with me and then they had my other sister my middle my middle sister and then they had my youngest sister and by the time they reached my youngest sister all the rules kind of just like went out through the door and it's like it just didn't matter and my youngest sister gets away with so much literally that I am looking at it like what like why does she get let off the hook because I know if I was to do that back in my day that would not fly like that would not work like I would definitely get in trouble for that but it's almost like my youngest uh, sister gets away with everything that I could not have gone away with so it's just really really 
important to bring that into our awareness and i'm so happy that my sister actually <laughs> she actually knows she's no she knows and she's very aware um at 19 that that is something that actually occurs so what are the ways that you can heal if you've been a parentified child i think um taking a trip down memory lane i mean all of this really stems with getting in touch with your inner child going back to your roots spending some time with yourself to journal and try to figure out what are the things that you know i'm not aware of what are the issues that i have and how can i spend time with like my inner child to heal this you know, for me, I'm always asking myself why. That's a good good question to start when you, you know, take some time to turn inwards to yourself. Ask yourself, why am I like this? Why do I have this attachment style? Why do I have these issues? Could they have been issues that have maybe been passed down to me? And, you know, what kind of routines or habits I could start to implement into my life that would help me to shift from this because this is not like a healthy um, mechanism to to be engaging in. And so definitely tending more to your inner child is like the most healing activity that you could do. Um, and I think as you go through that process, it's it's mental, but it's also emotional. You know, you have to accept what has happened be aware of it and be able to move through the emotions that are coming up. You know, you, you might have rage and anger that might come up. Um, and I think, you know, it's just about being able to honor that emotion and then not wallow too much in it, but ask yourself, like, how can I, how can I transmute this emotion into something that will benefit me, you know? Because staying in like resentment or anger is also not healthy. I think ultimately, you know, on on your healing journey, forgiveness is really what helps us to break this cycle moving forward. If we want to be better parents, better siblings, better mothers, better wives, whatever it is, forgiveness is really key. And that's such a big lesson that I'm learning with now and i'll probably talk about that on another podcast because i'm genuinely moving through that right now and it's more difficult than i thought um to you know release that kind of emotional pain and and to really heal from that so thank you guys so much for listening if you've made it through this entire episode do give this episode a thumbs up if you like it or leave me a comment or review with your thoughts i always like to hear what other people have to say i am sending you lots of love and light from wherever you're listening in the world and i will catch you in the next episode bye